0: section 108 of canada south america central america mexico and the west indies this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the world story volume 11 canada south america central america mexico and the west indies edited by eva march tappan section 108 the fall of the city of mexico 1521 by jacob abbott it was on tuesday the 13th of august 1521 that the conflict ceased the mighty empire of mexico on that day perished and there remained in its stead but a colony of spain on the very day of the capture of the city of mexico Cortes searched every spot where treasure could be found and having collected everything of value returned to his camp giving thanks he says to our lord for so signal a reward and so desirable a victory as he has granted us he continued for three or four days searching eagerly for spoils amid all the scenes of horror presented by the devastated city all the gold and silver which were found were melted down and one-fifth was set apart for the king of spain while the rest was divided among the spaniards according to their rank and services among the spoils obtained in the city says Cortes in his dispatch to charles the were many shields of gold plumes panaches and other articles of so wonderful a character that language will not convey an idea of them nor could a correct conception be formed of their rare excellence without seeing them still the booty which was gained fell far short of the expectation of the victors the heroic guatemozin when the hope of successful defence had expired determined that the conquerors should not be enriched by the treasures of the empire a vast amount was consequently sent out in boats and sunk to the bottom of the lake for a short time however exultation in view of their great victory caused both the commander and his soldiers to forget their disappointment love of glory for a moment triumphed over avarice. The native allies had been but tools in the hand of Cortes to subjugate the Mexicans. The deluded natives had thus also subjugated themselves. They were now powerless and the bond servants of the Spaniards. Cortes allowed them to sack the few remaining dwellings of the smoldering capital and to load themselves with such articles as might seem valuable to semi-barbarian eyes, but which would have no cash value in Spain. With this share of the plunder they were satisfied, and their camp resounded with revelry, as those fierce warriors with songs and dances exulted over the downfall of their ancient foes. Cortes thanked them for their assistance, praised them for their valor, and told them that they might now go home. They went home, soon to find that it was to them home no more the stranger possessed their country and they and their children were his slaves in the spanish camp the victory was honored by a double celebration the first was purely worldly and religion was held entirely in abeyance bonfires blazed deep into the night the drunken revelry resounded over the lake until father olmedo remonstrated against such godless wassail the next day was appropriated to the religious celebration the whole army was formed into a procession the image of the peaceful virgin was decorated with tattered blackened and blood-stained banners beneath which the christians had so successfully struggled against the heathen with hymns and chants and in the repetition of creeds and prayers this piratic band of fanatics crimson with the blood of the innocent moved to an, an appointed sanctuary where father olmedo preached an impressive sermon and solemnized the ordinance of the mass the sacrament was administered to Cortes and his captains and with the imposing accompaniments of martial music and pealing artillery thanksgivings were offered to god but now came the hour for discontent and murmuring the excitement was over the din of arms was hushed the beautiful city was entirely destroyed and two hundred thousand of the wretched inhabitants whose only crime against the spaniards was that they defended their wives their children and their homes were festering in the grave in counting up their gains these guilty men found that the whole sum amounted to but about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars their grievous disappointment vented itself in loud complainings and was soon turned into rage they accused guatemozin of having secreted the treasure which had been hoarded up and demanded that he should be put to the torture to compel him to disclose the place of concealment cortez for a time firmly refused to yield to this atrocious demand but the clamor of the disaffected grew louder and louder until at last cortez was accused of being in agreement with guatemozin that he might appropriate to his own use the secreted treasure thus goaded cortez infamously consented that the unhappy captive monarch should be put to the torture the cacique of Tecuba, the companion of Guatemozin, and his highest officer, was put to the torture with him. Guatemozin had nothing to reveal. He could merely assert that the treasures of the city were thrown into the lake. With extraordinary fortitude he endured the agony, adding additional luster to a name already ennobled by the heroism with which he conducted the defense. His companion died upon this bed of agony, in the extremity of his torment, he turned an imploring eye toward the king guatemozin it is recorded observing his look replied am i then reposing upon a bed of flowers cortez who had reluctantly yielded to this atrocity at last interposed and rescued the imperial sufferer cortez has much to answer for before the bar of this world's judgment for many of his criminal acts some apology may be framed but for the torture of guatemozin he stands condemned without excuse No voice will plead his cause. Cortes seemed to be fully aware that it was not a creditable story for him to tell, and in his dispatches to the king of Spain he made no allusion to the event. It was a grievous disappointment to Cortes that so little treasure was obtained, for his ambition was roused to send immense sums to the Spanish court that he might purchase high favor with his monarch by thus proving the wealth and grandeur of the kingdom he had subjugated. Cortes himself accompanied a party of practiced divers upon the lake, and long and anxiously conducted the search, but the divers invariably returned from the oozy bottom of the lake, empty-handed. No treasure could be found. For three hundred years, while Mexico remained under Spanish rule, the anniversary of this victory was regularly celebrated, with all the accompaniments of national rejoicing. End of section 108. This recording is in the public domain.